You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Well, hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. My name is Chris. This is Chad. I'm Melody. And I'm Daniel. And we are back again talking all things media. Actually, today, we're just talking all things Justice League. And uh, I'm excited to be able to dive into this. I know this this movie has a lot of controversies, and I'm sure we're going to dive into all of them. Hope you guys have seen it. I can't wait to dive in. But before we do, I wanted to invite all of you who are listening to join us on our social media platforms because that's where we can hear from you. We love getting feedback on Twitter as well as Facebook. It's really been exciting over the last couple of weeks uh, to get a lot of feedback from you guys. So keep that coming. It really feeds and fuels us and gets us excited to be able to do the show. So with that said, let's dive in to this week's episode, the review of Justice League. The world remains in mourning after the death of Superman. Violence, acts of war, and terrorism are all on the rise. I had a dream. It was the end of the world. Invasion. I think it's something more. Something darker. Asking people we don't know to risk their lives. Strong man as strong as alone. You ever heard that? That's not a saying. That's the opposite of what the saying is. All right, fueled by his restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists the help of his newfound ally, Diana Prince, to face an even greater enemy. Justice League was directed by Zack Snyder with some uh, pickups by Joss Whedon. We'll talk probably a little bit about where we saw those two uh, visions in this film. Uh, and it stars, man, this is a cast. I'll tell you that much right now. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we're going to dive into it. But Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, Ray Fisher, Jeremy Irons, Diane Lane, J.K. Simmons, holy cow, Amber Heard. Everybody's in this movie, I think. I can't wait to talk, talk a little bit about it. But obviously, there's so much controversy just because the DC Universe has been plagued by really negative reviews, uh, by having bad films, or they're being told they have bad films anyway. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit, I think, about DC, where we're coming from our hopes and dreams for this movie, uh, and then what we actually thought of Justice League generally. And then we'll dive into some spoilers because there definitely are some spoilers that I'd love to chat with you guys about. So just let's get started with our general thoughts in DC and this this new Justice League film. So Chad, I know you're a huge fan of Batman versus Superman. Uh, it was one of your favorite films of a few years ago. So uh, <laughs> what did what did you what did you think? Uh, well, how how are you doing with the DC universe right now, and what did you think of Justice League? Well, I don't think it's any secret how I'm doing with the DC universe right now. The DC universe is one of the great cinematic travesties of our time, <laughs> but uh, and that's only because as you know, as as well documented on the show, I, I've collected DC comics from the time I was young, and and just have a very strong affinity for these characters. So I went into this movie. Uh, hopeful, but at the same time, I can't. I can think of very few times where 
you have differing directors that work on the same project that it's turned out okay i know recently with the star wars universe we've had an example where that seemed to work out um, and there's with solo yet to come i went into this just kind of ambivalent i hadn't seen really anything other than maybe the first 15 seconds or 20 seconds of the very first trailer so i tried to go in clean didn't know anything about the reviews uh, etc and I have to say that when I left the, the theater and saw that this, I think, is sitting at like a 35%, still pretty low uh, on Rotten Tomatoes and yeah. reading, through, reading through the responses, it, a lot of people seem to be saying about the same things that they said for Batman v Superman. And I just could not disagree with that assessment more. I think this movie is... Uh, has a lot of problems, but is eminently better than Batman v Superman. So I, I don't want to be in that camp that's just hating these things just because it's almost the default response. While I think there is a lot wrong with this movie, a lot, and as we get a little deeper, I can talk about some specifics. Overall, I kind of like this movie. I, I see this movie as a bridge to getting where hopefully the the next tier of these DC films are going to go, which will hopefully be completely removed of Zack Snyder. Uh, and again, I hate to bash on the guy because he's gone through a lot, but everything that he has touched in this universe to me just has a feel that is against what these characters are about and so the fact that he is no longer going to be creatively involved I think is a huge plus I'm sure as we get into this we'll all talk about our specific problems but the vil villain in this film is is terrible they have in my opinion one of the greatest missed opportunities ever in DC with the and spoilers for Batman v Superman you guys are probably too young to remember, but when the comic came out about the death of Superman, How, it was a whoa, 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 whoa! Come on now, I, that that was my prime, my friend. I Your still prime? have my, I still have the copy. Yes, a sealed sealed copy of the death okay. of Superman. Come I feel on, like man. that came out when I was just out of Whoa. college, maybe. So I don't know that was your prime, but okay. Well, no, prime but, of me enjoying comics, my friend. That was when okay. I was all about okay. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. Well, that's good. We, I, for, I do forget you're getting kind of old. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so the main thing with that is that was like a worldwide cultural phenomenon. I mean, people... There yeah. were news stories, primetime events, specials about it. And I feel, I, I really wish, and I know we can't retcon this whole scenario, it's out, but I feel like if they had built up to the first Justice League and the first villain that the Justice League had to come together to fight was Doomsday and the first Justice League ended in the death of Superman under a different director, that could have been monumental because then the following movies would, would, would have somewhere to go. The big problem that you have with this is the first 30 or 40 minutes of this movie are it's the dc's attempt to skip over all the single films that we don't have with these characters and just reintroduce everybody give them a quick flash in the pan story to attempt to make us care about them coming together and so as a result outside of the tonal differences between the two directors just the first 30 or 40 minutes of this movie are just so disjointed and all over the place and so rushed hey here's this character here's his story hey here's this character here's their story so it takes a while to even get narratively concerned overall though i am going to say this because i've got a lot to say when we get into into spoilers but at the end of the day when i walked out this is the first dc movie that i have seen outside of man of steel 
where I didn't immediately walk out and immediately hate it and think and, and, and was offended at the choices that they made. There are some really good moments that happen in here. One of them primarily around the Superman character that we'll talk about when we get into spoilers. So overall, this is kind of a good, not great, definitely a mismatch of, of tones and missed opportunities. But I feel like this is the movie that is going to bridge us into a, a world where DC films are actually good. So overall, I am not I'm not mad about it. I, I actually liked it. I saw it in in a IMAX in a great setting for the first time in a long time. I have hope. So there you go. That's what I was going to ask you. I'm, I'm glad you let out with that. That's great. Yeah, I was going to ask that there's a little bit of hope happening uh, in the DC there universe. Is. They keep talking about that concept, but not a whole lot of people are feeling it. So that's good. <laughs> right. All right, Melody, what did you think of what have, what have you thought about DCU so far? And then how are you feeling about Justice League? Well, I don't think it's any surprise that I'm extra fatigued with the DC universe. Although I, I also did love Wonder Woman a lot if we recall from our podcast, um, I loved it. And so that's the only thing that give, that had given me hope for this film because I hated Batman versus Superman along with everyone else. So, yeah, I was mildly hopeful for this film. And I think I'm probably, I've probably landed pretty close to what Chad said about it. Like, I, I enjoyed the movie as I was watching it. And I, when I walked out, I, I had had a good time. This is not like a great movie. This is not trying to say something magnificent. It's not trying to be something magnificent. It's just kind of, it's a fun superhero movie that I'm sure I will probably forget, which is sad because I know we would want Justice League to be something more than that. But I do feel like it is like turning the tide, kind of like what Chad said. I don't feel like the things that I loved about Wonder Woman came through in this movie, like about her character or about her story or any of that. I didn't feel like that was much part of this movie, which is fine. I agree with what Chad said about all the different backstories kind of just taking up the first half of the movie. Um, and it, it did feel a little bit disjointed or hard to care too much about the bigger picture. The villain was terrible, as everyone's saying, for sure. But I also agree, like, I don't when I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes score after we saw the film, I was like shocked. Like I remember saying to Chris, like, what? How can this be? Because it was like 37% or something. I would not rank this movie that low. I really did enjoy it overall. I mean, we could talk more in spoilers, but I think the parts of it that I was most disappointed by, besides the villain and just the disjointed universe, I think the parts I was most dis disappointed by were actually like a couple of the action sequences. And I know it's just a different director, different vision or whatever, but like the, well, I guess that's more in spoilers, but uh, we'll just say a couple of the action sequences for now. So yeah, and, and the other part, and apparently Chad might feel differently, so that'll be interesting to see, but the other part I didn't love about this movie was the Superman stuff. I didn't really like much of the choices about him or his story or his resolution or any of the Superman stuff, really. So uh, those were those were where my biggest problems were. Overall, it was fun. I like the new characters. I will go see their movies when they come out because I have to record on this podcast with you guys. But no, I I, I, I <laughs> wow. will That's no a good <laughs> I will enjoy Love them enough. To, <laughs> I will enjoy them enough to go to the theater and see their movies. But I think in this age of extreme superhero fatigue this movie definitely doesn't 
rise above the fatigue. And I feel like it doesn't even really try, honestly. I, I feel like it wasn't trying to be something more than it was or say something more than it had to say. But I was kind of okay with that. Like, I would rather it just be what it is than try and fail to be something great. That's my assessment of this film. <laughs> All right. Okay. Daniel, how about you? Where are you at? Uh, I feel very much in line with Chad and Melody about the history of the DC universe. Uh, I really enjoy Wonder Woman. Outside of that, the films are just weak. They just, they just are. I wasn't super excited for this movie. Both Chad and Melody talked about the Rotten Tomatoes score, just for a little clarity. So right now it's sitting at a 40%. Now that's just percentage of critics who liked it. That's not people rating it a 4 out of 10 or anything like that. Right now, the average rating is a 5.3 out of 10, which I feel like is, is is pretty accurate to the way you guys felt and the way I felt. I think this is decent, but uh, not great movie. I think a lot of us are just surprised that it's better than we thought. I think if this was a Marvel movie, we would be a little bit more disappointed, a little bit more angry at it. But, you know, fair enough. We are... Um, I, I was just as surprised as you guys. I think this movie has so many problems. It's hard to get into the, the, the problems that it has because I don't want to sound too nitpicky, but there are just so many things that annoyed me and that I had, had problems with. A few of the big ones, are the, the villain is just horrible. I mean, this was just a terrible, dumb, boring villain um, and ugly. The CGI with, the, with Steppenwolf is ugly awful i mean he looks ridiculous so does the cgi with cyborg and a lot of the other sequences just overall the the cgi here i thought was really terrible and then it it also commits one of the most offensive uh sins that a superhero movie can commit these days Uh, i've talked about it before on the podcast this movie has faceless gray hordes and a blue light shining in the sky it's about as generic as you can get suicide squad did it batman vs superman did it man of steel did it they all do it and it's really annoying i hate it when there's just these gray hordes so they can all the superheroes can slaughter tons of them without any actually making any progress towards getting the villain it's just so unoriginal and really ticks me off so there's there's just a lot of things that i really didn't like about this movie but I do feel the same way as Chad and Melody. When I walked out of the theater, when the movie was over, I was like, okay, you know, it's that was that was better than I thought it would be. Even though it has all those problems, it's still somewhat enjoyable. The characters, especially, you know, Flash, he, Flash is fantastic in this movie. He's really hilarious. I think he's a different and unique voice on the team. And Aquaman has some cool moments as well. And so some of the team dynamics, some of the action scenes, all that really, uh, it, it did work for me better than a lot of the other movies had uh, up, up until this point. So the movie is better than I thought it would be. It's not offensive. Uh, it doesn't do as many weird things as, as Batman vs. Superman. It's not as dark and brooding unnecessarily. I have a lot of things that I want to talk about. Maybe, maybe we can get into those more in spoilers and after. But overall, this is a good, not great movie. Um, it's it's still a weak, weak as just a superhero movie in general. It's it's a very weak movie. But it, for the DC Universe, it's, you know, it's my second favorite next to Wonder Woman. There you go. All right. Okay. Th- I don't have a whole lot to add to what you guys said, other than the fact I think I enjoyed it more than all of you guys. I Look, here, here's the thing. This, this movie is without a doubt meant more to be a piece for these characters to gel together and for you to get to know them. And without a doubt, the 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 main bad guy in this movie is 
is nothing more than kind of a means to an end in my opinion there there is no subtlety to his character he's just a bad guy and like you said they're just mindless hordes it, it is unfortunate that there couldn't be a little bit more subtlety there no doubt i agree with you on that point uh guys i, th- I think that's a that's a valid valid issue most of these comic book movies have in that you know when you have these super powerful beings it's very difficult to then get a a, a big enough a uh, bad guy with enough subtlety. I'm, I'm very curious how of the uh, the uh, Infinity War is going to go down, the Avengers movie with Thanos, because we we've heard a lot about him, but we haven't seen much of him at all in in these however many movies there have been for Marvel in the Marvel universe. And so obviously DC is fast tracking all this stuff. They're doing things backwards differently than the way that uh, the Avengers universe is is doing things, and that they're having this big get together first, and then they're going to have these individual films i think aquaman is next i believe that film was almost done it's just an interesting way that dc is going about things but here here's the deal for me these characters felt like the ones that i was familiar with this felt like a comic book movie to me uh the opening sequence involves batman and one of these mindless or not mindless one of these faceless uh, bad guys and it felt like the beginning of Batman the Animated Series to me. We would never have that moment in the Nolanverse. This Batman is is very different. This DCU can actually uh, exist and be that kind of science fiction thing. And so for me, I just I enjoy them being able to tonally be able to do different things. And unfortunately, it doesn't work all the time. But I think these characters are much better. Like the Batman character in this movie is is much more likable, uh, relatable. He's somebody you can actually enjoy hanging out with, even though I think maybe you mentioned this, Daniel. He's super weak in this movie. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, which is great, actually. I really, I, I actually really like that because, you know, you, you're basically the rest of them are gods. You know what I mean? They all, they, they all, and they say that. Uh, and so it's just, it's an interesting juxtaposition to have a man trying to pull these gods together so that they can fight and defeat um, a common enemy. So for that, I really enjoyed. There are some really hilarious moments, laugh out loud moments in this movie that I just really adore. Some geeky moments that I just, I had a blast with. There's a moment with the Flash looking at another character that is like, oh, so good. Some of the things I've always wanted to see on screen in that way. And then, of course, I've got to say, because I've been listening to it for a week straight, the soundtrack to this is just great. Danny Elfman is back doing the score uh, for this film, and he brings his original Batman theme into this movie in some amazing places that I just, I literally had a geekgasm over, like, oh, there it is. It, he did the same with Superman, too. I know. Cool. It, he, what was great about Superman, one of my favorite moments in this movie, is it the Superman theme playing in a minor key. In at minor, a yeah. <laughs> I was just like, this is this is so good. I, I, I love Danny Elfman. His, honestly, if you haven't listened to it on its own, go listen to the the score for this movie. It is it's brilliant. It's really good. You can tell Danny Elfman really cared about about this uh, about this job he had. I know he wasn't actually on it to begin with. I don't think. And then I think I don't know if it was Joss that brought him on. Somebody it was. else. Man, it was such a good good call. I mean, it is a great soundtrack. So anyway, I I really enjoyed this film. I know obviously it's not a perfect movie. I wouldn't say that you have to like it to anybody. But for me, I think it is a, it's a massive improvement over what we've had. Not quite as quite as great as Wonder Woman, but it is 
it's on the right track. It's it's beginning to redeem some of the stuff that a lot of people haven't liked. And I think I'm done with Rotten Tomatoes, honestly. I didn't look at the score until right before this movie. It was ruined for me. And I was like, what? How could it possibly be this bad? And I totally disagree with that score. It should be, honestly, I don't understand how it can be that low. It just, it just seems like people are just hating on it to hate on it. And I think that's unfortunate, but who cares? I'm just done with that whole thing. I'm going to just go in and enjoy the movies I like and not have to worry about what others say about it. Oh, so, welcome to the good side, Chris. Yeah, I know. And I'm this close to giving up trailers, too, because honestly, you, this, you movie, do it. this movie would have been 10 times better if I yep. didn't know yep. m- certain moments in this film from the I trailer. Went back, I went back and watched the trailers because I was putting together the trailer for the show, uh, the recording today, yep. and that's the first time I had seen them, and I was blown away at how much they showed that would have been less impactful if I knew it going in. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But there are some wonderful character moments in this thing that they didn't share. There's a moment uh, involving the the lasso of truth, uh, which is I really, really enjoyed. That's Definitely pretty funny. Definitely a Joss moment that I that was thrown in there. I mean, maybe not. Maybe that was Zack Snyder, but I can't imagine that being Zack Snyder. Uh, real quick, uh, can we talk about... Uh, so one of the big things with Joss uh, that, that was announced when he took over was that Superman, or Henry Cavill, was in the middle of filming Mission Impossible 6. And yes. uh, so he was contractually obligated to keep his mustache, like his real mustache that he had grown for Mission Impossible 6. He couldn't shave it. So <clears throat> Justice League, for these reshoots, extensive reshoots, they were going to CGI out his mustache. And boy, oh boy, can you tell. Um, yep. I thought his face was jacked yeah. up for like the entire movie. Um, now, I'm going to be honest with you. You you say that, but I also feel like Ben Affleck's face is that's jacked exactly up too. That's exactly what I was going to really? say. It was distractingly weird. Like I don't I, I don't understand what was wrong with his face for half of that movie. Really? I didn't I didn't see anything wrong with when, Ben Affleck's face. When when he shaves? He shaves. Mhm. It was like it was really weird. I didn't know if maybe honestly, I didn't know if they perhaps like did it to his face too, so maybe <laughs> so everybody looked weird. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't something. It was really strange to me because I do agree with you. I didn't think it was horrible because honestly, let's be honest, whenever Superman appears, he's also normally like green screen craziness all over him. So it doesn't really bother because, you know, most of the time you see Superman flying, it's a CG character anyway. But yeah, you're right. There are some moments that were a little strange. Some of them were fine, but some of them were not. It was hilarious because I had kind of forgotten, uh, but then the, the movie opens with superman uh Mm -hmm. and so as soon as he appeared on screen it's so bad like the very first vision of him was awful and i just turned to my wife and i i I was laughing hysterically at how bad it looked i was really shocked Uh, i don't know i i don't know if that's bad i i just i it was it was noticeable, yeah, but I don't I didn't see it bad. I like that moment, the, the way they opened the film too. Oh, I, I do too. I, I thought that was a good moment. I was just distracted because I thought his face looked really yeah. Jacked I think up. I'm closer to Daniel than I am to you, Chris. It was pretty annoying. Uh, yeah. I don't think it looked completely jacked up, but it was pretty pretty bad. Hmm. One thing I one thing I did notice that I wanted to get you guys take on is, uh, you know, and I'm not trying to be controversial here. This is I legitimately noticed this, and it, it bothered me a little bit. I am a a straight male person who can appreciate uh, beautiful women, okay? And so it's no surprise that Gal Gadot is, you know, she's a model, she's gorgeous, blah, 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 blah. I could not believe how they shot her character in this movie outside of the action scenes. All the low angle stuff, yeah. like where it's clearly just to show her, show her legs and her 
backside and the framing. I, did anybody else notice that at all? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's completely different than obviously she was. It's. I mean, I hate to use the word male gaze, but I, to me, that it literally felt like in the first, you know, 40, 50 minutes, all the time the shots were framed just to highlight her physical prowess. And it really was annoying to me. Yeah, and, and my wife said the exact same thing when we came out. We actually watched Wonder Woman right, like, right before we, we saw this one. So we saw them back-to-back. And uh, it's really noticeable, especially when you watch those back-to-back. I mean, and not just the angles, but the revealing. Like, when she's when she's not in her Wonder Woman outfit, her, her outfits are a lot more revealing. And it was just, it was, it was weird. I completely yeah, I no- agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't notice the outfits as much, but the camera movement was nothing offends me so it wasn't like I got offended but it was it was clearly it was bothersome to me I did not it was me but it was bothersome it was because I, I mean if it if it happens so much so that I notice it and I always pay attention to shot composition and all that stuff anyway but he's constantly putting her in the foreground like that and when she has that meeting with cyborg on the street yeah uh, yes. they're walking That's towards the each exact other and it's moment a that low, bothered me the worst yeah yep. it's a low dolly shot just stupid it's, it's so bad so bad anyway I don't know why I said that I felt like I needed to good job Chad yeah, no, okay right. yeah no, I no, I, I don't disagree. This is that's a Zack Snyder special right there, which is kind of shocking to me that I because I, I always see again like and this is this is a thing that fanboys are going to argue about all the time, which is what what did Joss bring to the table and what did Zack Snyder bring to the table? And when I think of their views toward women, I cannot think of two directors that are more diametrically opposed. Well, maybe if it was Michael Bay, Michael Bay does the exact same thing um, with his female characters. And so Zack Snyder and Michael Bay kind of are in that kind of like real like glossy sheen. And then Joss Whedon, he's known for strong female characters and respecting them, not being it being just to show off their body or whatever. And so that was kind of what was shocking to me. I was wondering if there would be a change in that. I could tell it felt it felt like there were some shots that were in the trailer with Wonder Woman that were not in this uh, in the movie specifically, there's a moment when she does a, a, a uh, in the trailer. There's a there's a moment where she does like a sweeping thing with her feet on the ground, and you can kind of see her backside in the trailer that is not in the movie. Well, um, you can. There's still other times. I know, I know there are, I know, but I'm I'm sure. Obviously, you can't go back and reshoot everything. So I'm just curious again, how much of this we'll never know, but how much of this stuff was Joss and how much of this stuff was Zach and what he did and how they shot differently. It would just be so interesting and fascinating to me, yeah. just from a from a filmmaker's perspective, to be able to see how they compose shots differently, how they treat characters differently. And obviously, Joss has got to shoot through the lens of Zach so that his stuff matches. Uh, but that kind of stuff, I can't imagine Joss being okay with. It just, I don't know. The, maybe, there was one. But. There was one thing that I could, I, I feel like I, I could tell was Joss, and maybe I'm wrong. I'll, we, we'll never know. But sure. uh, the whole thing with the, the, I don't know what you'd call, it, like the, the citizens in the house of that that mm-hmm. area that they were you know what i'm talking about the the yes, bystanders that is, um, is josh that felt I saw an article so last Joss. night we need to put in our show notes that has a like an in now again you know how true it is but an insider's take on who was a part of the production that lists all of the big things that he was really? responsible for mm-hmm. and that's one of 
that's one of the things the addition of that family was all that, according to this article was all Joss. That felt yeah. so that's that's not surprising to me at all. He did the exact same thing in Avengers where he focused on that waitress. He did the same thing yeah. in Avengers 2. I, that that was so I guess that's just a, a a standard of his for superhero movies. Well, I think he's yeah. trying to humanize that moment because this is right. that's the that's the the angle we don't get from Man of Steel when he's destroying the city. <laughs> we don't see the plight of the people who were there. Uh, and I think that's a good, that's a good angle to have because the entire, it, it happens throughout the entire film, which I really enjoyed. It wasn't like we just with that family for five minutes, you know what I mean? At the end of the film, we're yeah. there, we're there. The We cut back and forth. I like it. I, I think it's a good, it's a good way of kind of teasing things throughout the entire and seeing how things are changing for the, the people who are on the ground, not just right. these guys. Well, I think that last battle needed it anyway. It was very disappointing yeah. as no, far as yeah. just a, a big letdown and it's CGI vomit yeah. and it and not good CGI. It's just, you know, bad CGI vomit and the character I mean, even the way, and I know we're not in spoilers, but even the way, well, we can't really talk about it too. No, let's not. Yeah, I feel like let's, we've... let's 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 hop into spoilers, but first yeah. let's go ahead and give our our recommendation. Should you See it in the theater? Should you rent it? Should you just wait to stream it on Netflix, something you're already buying for? Or should you just altogether skip it? So, Chad, for you, where are you on that scale? So I don't want to cop out here because for me, this is it's theater worthy just because it's Justice League. But if I had to make a recommendation to all of the people in my circle on whether this is worth spending the money to go to the theater or renting, I have to be honest and say it's probably a rental. It's just, it's not good. En- it's not terrible, but it's also not good enough to say it's worth spending X dollars to run out to the theater and see it, even though I enjoyed it enough to, to see it and probably will see it again uh, just because I love these characters so much. So for me, it's a rental. Melody, where are you on that scale? Oh, man. I mean, I don't know. There's so many superhero movies, right? This is not one of the greats. So if you're super fatigued, you could maybe rent this one. But honestly, it's Justice League and it's decent. So if you like these movies, see it in the theater, maybe. Or rent it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> kind of, uh, yeah, waffling there. But all right. Uh, um, Daniel, what about you, man? The thing is, there are so many good movies in theaters right now. There's just a lot of good stuff to see. I think I would like this movie a lot less if I only saw it at home. I think yeah. this is a big screen movie. So, yeah, I mean, if you're not super fatigued with superhero movies, see it. Uh, I think I think that's if you already think you might like this movie, definitely see in theaters. Yeah, I mean, see this in a Dobly Atmos uh, huge screen. This is this is a, a blockbuster for that is what this movie is. So if you don't see it that way, you're probably gonna even you're gonna like it even less at home or you know not paying attention. To, I just I think if you're gonna see the movie, you should see it in all its glory, no doubt. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive into spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führers brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. 
And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. And he's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. All right, guys. Superman rises in this movie. Anybody surprised? Nope. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am going to say that was my favorite part of the movie. I, I didn't want I didn't want to respond to Melody earlier. She was talking about her least favorite parts were all the things involving Superman because I agree most of the stuff with Superman was not good. But the fight and the confrontation between Superman and Justice League oh, when yeah. he's confused, I thought was great. I thought that was handled fantastically well. The moment you referenced earlier, Chris, where yes. in the comics we've had this forever. It's this ongoing debate about who's faster, Superman or the Flash. And when the Flash is trying to go around him and Superman starts watching him with his face. So good. It's so funny and that so perfect and so in tune with the characters yes. and the way that they fought each other. See, that's the thing with these movies and it seems like we talk about this a lot and you would think somebody in those studios would get it but again this is Zack Snyder's fingerprints are all on this is that the thing that people love about these movies is the characters interacting together and so they need to flip the ratio of these mindless action scenes that are all CGI garbage and give us more time with these characters together uh, even if they're fighting because that's what endears them to a general audience audience and then when they are actually threatened we really care about it which uh we've already talked a little bit about aquaman sitting on the lasso scene that's another example of a really fun good scene of the characters just being who they are together so but that that scene in particular i thought was fantastic now it was immediately followed up by really bad missed opportunity where he goes back to Mm -hmm. uh his hometown it was our martha moment yeah, his, his, and all that's terrible and, and, and super sentimental and poorly written. But the fight when he first wakes up was the highlight of the movie for me. I thought that was, I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah it, it, that's it, just what sucked about that follow-up scene because it undermined the whole fight. The yes. reason the fight was interesting yeah. was that it was like, oh, crap. Like, how are they going to, you know, wake him up from this, What you know, not remembering things? And then it's just oh, just go look at Lois Lane for a second and you'll be fine. Yeah. Like it was, are, are you kidding me? Like he didn't even shake his head and like have some kind of flash yeah, or nothing. something. It was just, oh, okay, I'm fine. Oh, well, I so don't, I, I think he was fine the entire time. He was just not, a, he was not happy with them. Like he was literally, and he didn't know who they were, number one, but like he just, the moment he saw Batman, he understood, oh, okay, I get now what's happening here. I am really not happy. I don't think it was that he was, Obviously, uh, he was, was cloudy not from fine. Sleeping. He was like trying to kill them all. What are you talking yeah. about? Well, I know. Of course he was. He doesn't know who these people are. Okay, well, but... he wasn't trying to kill Batman because he could have killed but him. But Batman shows it. up later. Batman shows up after that fight. Batman's not in that moment with the Flash. Remember? Right. They, they they keep him away because they know it's going to piss him off if they see... Because the last time they were together, they were fighting and they weren't sure how much of his memory right. was lost or whatever. So I think he's fine. He's just not happy to be brought back to life. Uh, he just he wanted to be sleeping. He was like, "Why couldn't you Maybe. just let me be?" I That's what he said. He literally says that. I disagree with that. <laughs> he was not fine. No, he lit. Okay, well, all right, maybe. But I, I think his memory comes back to him. He understands what's going on as soon as he sees Batman, and then he's like really upset. And then he sees Lois, and he's like, "Okay, I know who you." Are. It's not like he didn't know who Lois was. 
He knew right. who Lois was the it moment. It was a he really saw her. cool callback when he's got Batman and he asked him if he bleeds. That was good. That was really so cool. So good. <laughs> that was really good. That's what I'm saying. That little section, that fight there. Yes. Th- give us a whole movie of that. Right. And then, yeah. and then it's a home run. Honestly, I was hoping that that is what this movie was going to be. Yeah. And Steppenwolf yes. would have been just so, so easy just for them to kill. Because as soon as Superman fights Steppenwolf, oh my it's God. literally, it's, it's literally no, it's no contest. It's well, not. that's the thing, too, that's frustrating is that Steppenwolf is a character that Wonder Woman could demolish him by herself. And and yet this movie tames it down where she can't. Yeah. And no. then, you know, and then Superman, that's again, that's what made that whole last battle so underwhelming is Superman shows up and he's literally quipping. He's like, <laughs> oh, this guy's still bothering you. Mm-hmm. And he punches him. It's just you have to have a villain that is worthy, uh, a worthy adversary, which is, I just can't understand how yeah. they landed on and this that, And that could have been Superman. Good. That that yes. could have yes. been the entire movie. Could have been. Let's, let's just been. rescue Superman from whatever, wherever his mind is. And yeah. it could have been the whole thing. Well, see, here's, so there's there's a there's a track because I listened to the soundtrack. There's a track something that that sounded like it was gonna do the Red Sun because it's about Moscow or not Moscow about Russia, and I was like, oh man, is he gonna like be the bad Superman that we're you know when after he comes back to life and they have to that would have been so much more interesting to have the Steppenwolf stuff the yeah. count the clock happening and they know yeah. they have to get Superman back in time and at the last minute they finally bring Superman back online being the 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 person who believes in truth and justice and then he fights and just in Steppenwolf really easily that would have been yeah. so much more interesting and, this, and left Steppenwolf as being like this hollow nothingness but I yeah but anyway I I still enjoyed the 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 relationships between these characters I enjoyed Cyborg a lot more than I thought I was going to I enjoyed Aquaman I infinitely more than I thought mm-hmm. I was going to but without that you guys are right Ezra Miller's The Flash is just he it's is great. wow he is really well, great I actually disagree with that a little bit I do think he was great the problem I had with him is that he's a hundred percent joke all the time yes and but I that's, feel like the, that's and, a, and a lot balance. of those. Well, but right. But I don't think one character can balance out the whole movie. I think the character in and of itself has to have balance. Otherwise, they become a cartoon. And to me, they they they, they, they are are cartoons. Just just uh, I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying it doesn't work. It didn't work as well for me because everything was a joke and they weren't all funny. They didn't all land. There just needs to be a better ratio of like, you know, 70 percent jokes. And sometimes I have a moment of humanity or something because it's just literally every time it goes to him. It's just a joke. So I didn't dislike the character, and I agree he was much needed life. But it also, I think he, I think it crossed the line where it got a little bit too silly for me because he just was—that's all he ever was, 100 percent of the time. So, um, if, if changing the subject slightly, we talked about how weak Batman, or how weak I thought Batman was. I think that final scene highlighted that so strong. He was basically in the way in the final battle with Steppenwolf. He had nothing to do. Uh, he couldn't help in any way because Wonder Woman, Flash, and Cyborg were all way stronger than him. And then Superman shows up and shows all of them up. Not only is Superman way better than Wonder Woman, Flash, and Cyborg combined, he makes Batman look like a child. I mean, he was in the way in that final scene. I was really kind of disappointed in that because people always uh, you know, debate, oh, who, who would win, Superman, Batman? It's not even close here it, nev- I mean, it never has been that that's not but it, it, when fighting a bad guy there's no doubt batman and superman are nowhere near equally powered they're not even on the same spectrum no no one no one would debate that what i loved about this was that batman was willing to do whatever he could at the beginning 
Like he was willing to to sacrifice everything and and go into the in, into this hell zone or whatever it was uh, and take everything out so the the gods could get in and actually do what they needed to do. That was his his entire role in this was to literally be the bait. Yeah, and that's fine. It's just it, it made his character super underwhelming. That's I all. agree, Daniel. I think from a structural standpoint, know, right? they had to do that because the main villain, Steppenwolf, was so easily defeatable that it was this whole thing that they had to start off by rescuing Batman, you know, when he was under attack. Otherwise, what were they going to do? Right. Yeah, and I think, too, I mean, again, this is the reason why this this villain is so poor is because the only thing this villain has is power, like st- strength. All he is is just a really strong being whatever there's no like smarts there's nothing that batman could like go do and take care of while the other villains are doing something else well i mean while the other heroes are doing something else it was literally only punch this dude until he's dead or leaves yeah that's the yeah. only thing that you you could do with this character well i when, mean to be fair he was batman was trying to lead them lead the what are they called the demi demon things he was with that sound he was playing was trying to lure them out of the town so i mean he had a function no that's what i was saying that was his only that was his function though was was to do was to 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 get the the mindless hordes away from where they needed to be in order to stop the 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 three boxes getting together but my point would be like if if there was a a a character that he could deal with that would that would like not not humanize but yeah humanize the villain let's you know if you have like a lex Luthor or you have a joker or you have someone who's actually pulling the strings and then you have the muscle then it makes sense you know what i mean there's a lot more there's a lot more nuance there but it's just a dude with a big axe saying i will destroy the world and that's all it is it is not all that interesting and you get the feeling well batman has no place here he's super underpowered there's no reason for him to even be here i agree with you on that level i'm just saying of course batman's a human he that's all he the only thing he can be doing is investigating something or using his smarts and not using his fists in this area there's no way he could yeah there's a line near the beginning of the movie where alfred says something along the lines of don't you miss the days when all you had to face was a wind-up penguin or something like that and i was like Man, I miss those days. That would be so much more interesting than this garbage. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, well, still, it doesn't ruin the movie. It's just it's just the villain. In a comic book movie, this is one of the weaker villains we've seen. And we've seen a lot of weak villains, even, uh, yeah. even from Marvel. Okay, any other uh, spoiler stuff we want to talk about before we wrap I just, things up? I just wanted to complain for a mim- minute about the Amazon action scene as well. Because I loved the scenes in Wonder Woman so much that were the Amazons fighting. And in this movie, it's like, it's the same people. It's the same idea of them fighting outside with some powerful being. But like, it was terrible. It was CG terribleness. And it made me sad and disappointed. Yeah, I agree. And even in Wonder Woman, we've got two movies now back to back where they just get decimated all the time. They need to. Uh, That's they're, true. Awesome we need a fierce. win for the Amazons. They need to like. They need to win a victory. <laughs> I agree. I yeah. was hoping they'd join back in or something, but yeah, it was disappointing. Also, just a generic comment. I, they've got to find a way to get better writers on this. I mean, this movie. If you ice, I mean, it, there's literally a line where Bruce Wayne says, yes, that's what science is for, to help us do good things. I mean, it's just everything is so clunky and exposition heavy where they're explaining the mother boxes and doing all this stuff. They've just got to get 
I don't understand. They've just got to find a writer that can just let these characters exist together and get out of this exposition dump all the time, especially in this movie is pretty bad. The weird thing is, I still liked it. It's it's, it's strange. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. Yeah. It may one be of, my of, reaction because they finally got. No, they didn't get Superman one hundred percent right, but he wasn't like a complete total a hole. So, and uh, one true. one of the things I thought while watching it was that one thing I appreciated about this over the Marvel movies, or at least the Avengers kind of movies, is that this feels so much more like a direct sequel to Batman versus Superman. Like there's, there's, there's a lot of connective tissue, whereas the Avengers movies, they, they kind of connect, but it's, it doesn't really feel like it as much. And so that's just something I appreciated uh, that it feels more cohesive. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. And I was thinking the same thing, like when they showed the downed ship uh, from within Metropolis. Yeah. I was thinking like, man, if somebody had not seen Batman versus Superman or, Man of Steel, they would have no idea what yep. that thing is, but they are definitely yeah. building on these concepts. Yeah, you're right. Speaking of Man of Steel, before we go, should we should we maybe talk very briefly about where this movie falls now in the DCEU on our personal scales? Absolutely, sure. yes. In fact, I, I saw you guys lo- using Letterboxd. I've never used this, or have I've, I had a, an account, but I had, so I, so I decided to go ahead and uh, do a little list myself nice. uh, on Letterboxd and, and uh, figure this thing out. So let's do it. Uh, let's see here. chat. So we've got... Let's talk about the actual films that are inside the DC E. No, what is it? DC EU. Yeah, you're right. So let's talk about what what those things are. It started with Man of Steel. Yes. Yep. Then we got. Let's see here. It was Batman. Batman versus Batman versus Superman. Then the Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and now here we are uh, with Justice League. So those are the films we have to work with in order chronologically as they came out in theaters. So Chad, what would you rate those films on a scale? How, how are you feeling about them? I surprised myself when I was doing this, but I have to be honest about it. Well, let's start from the bottom. My worst one is Batman v Superman followed uh, above that by suicide squad. And then just above that, I would have justice league. And then with wonder woman and man of steel, I'm actually going to have man of steel. Number one and wonder woman. number wow. two. And now it's super, super, super close, but I've rewatched Man of Steel maybe 30 times since it first came out. And when it first came out, you guys remember when we reviewed it, I was pretty negative on it. Yes. But the more that I've watched it, and again, it has a lot of problems, it still does a lot of things really right. Primarily, it has a worthy adversary. It has the Kryptonians. It has General Zod. A friend of mine, Chad, a watcher, a listener of the show, we actually saw Justice League together, and we both talked about how one of our favorite superhero fight scenes of all time is the small town fight. And the problem I had with Wonder Woman is that, like we always talked about, it's two-thirds of a phenomenal movie, and the last third is so bad it spoils the rest of it for me. So it's really close, but that's my ranking. Got it. All right, Melody, what about you? Where would you rank those uh, those five films? Well, Suicide Squad's on the bottom only because I haven't seen it, so maybe I can't rank it. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you got, nobody liked it, and I missed the review, so I just never went back around to see it. Uh, so my bottom would be then with Batman versus Superman, then Man of Steel, sorry, Chad, then Justice League, and Wonder Woman is definitely at the top for me. All right, Daniel? Mine is identical to Melody's. Uh, Suicide Squad and Batman versus Superman are very close for me, but Suicide Squad had so much, there was so much good there that was just so spectacularly wasted 
that that is my least favorite of them, followed by Batman. Oh man, Superman. there's way more fun in Suicide Squad than Batman v Superman. There there's moments is, that are genuinely really fun. There is, and I'm I'm not I'm I'm not hard on that one. I think I think there's there's I could see it both ways, but for right now that's where I'm landing. Suicide Squad, Batman vs Superman, then Man of Steel. Uh, which just that that ending where they just kill you know thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people for no reason uh, that is just ridiculous so that's right there Justice League and then Wonder Woman which I like I said I just rewatched and man that holds up I I don't quite understand how Chad can dislike it as much as he does but it, that is such a good movie so there yeah. you go. So I was just thinking about it. Actually, there are six DC uh, Universe films. Um, I'm going to go uh, Batman Super- Batman versus Superman is my number five. Uh, Suicide Squad would be next in line. And then Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition uh, would fit <laughs> right there. It, it, it um, makes it worse. It literally it, makes it worse. No, I disagree. I think it, I think it makes it so much better. I like oh, the, ultimate, I the, the, the director's oh. cut, the Ultimate Edition, so much better. Um, I think it, it solves a lot of a lot of issues. Anyway, so I like that movie quite a bit. And then Justice League would be number three for me. Then uh, Man of Steel is number two. And Wonder Woman is number one for me. That is how I feel about I think most DC. people probably agree with you guys that Wonder Woman is the best. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. But it also, is. I just think it got... It is great. I just think it got a lot of extra credit because it had a strong female character and nobody thought it was going to be good and it turned out being pretty awesome. Let me say this, too. I actually really loved her character in this movie, too. How she was... Sure. Went through that arc of, like, I don't want to lead. I don't want... That could have been a really... They would have leaned into that even a little bit more. It would have been so much more powerful for her to decide that... All right, well, Superman's not here, and uh, Bruce Wayne is whatever. I'm gonna take these guys, and we're gonna we're gonna actually, you know, really lead this thing. I don't know. I, I like the way that they respected her for that. I, I I just wished it would have been a little bit more, a little bit bigger of a of a plot point uh, of her like deciding that she's going to become visible and a leader when she's not wanted to do that at all. I thought that was really great. So, mm-hmm. anything else? Any other thoughts? Comments? Before I have hope. I have hope. That's yeah. right. That's right. So does the world now. Well, one thing is that they have announced like 13 or some crazy number of DCEU movies. Like they're greenlighting any pitch that they get, it seems like. Three different Joker movies, two different Harley Quinn movies, sequels to everything on the list. I mean, so I have hope from this movie, but that their upcoming slate, or at least of announced movies, is really concerning. I, I don't know. Uh, they need to rein things in a little bit. But as far as the main line of like the Justice League story, yes, I have hope. Well, and I'd say this too. James Wan is directing Aquaman. I can't wait to see that. He's a super talented director. Yeah. But there's a bigger issue here, and we haven't talked about it yet. But Justice League is on track to have the lowest opening of any DCEU film to date. Now, the problem with that is Wonder Woman opened with more and it had some of the highest staying power in cinematic history. Yeah. But the budget of Wonder Woman was $150 million and the reported budget for Justice League right now is $300 million. So there's a serious chance here that as much as they're greenlighting, this could be a financial disaster oh, yeah. for the studio. Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, has it opened internationally yet? I mean, has, do we know if it's... Because sure. obviously, you know, the Chinese market that will... I, I don't know if these these movies I don't think very do very well in those markets, but 
Uh, we'll see. It did open worldwide. It, it made $70 million, so it's at 109 Week. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Do we want to talk anything about the ending of this film, the stingers at the end of this film, um, what it sets up in the future? I love the mid credit stinger for sure. It's oh, it's wonderful. More, more greatness. Just let these characters be together. Yeah, I, more of that in this film would have been so much appreciated. Just them kind of riffing off of one another and, and you know figuring out what they could do would have been really great. Yeah, I, I appreciated that. How about the, the actual after credits sequence? Uh, I, I vaguely, I don't really have strong memories of what it was. I know it was Le- Lex Luthor. It was Deathstroke. Deathstroke. First time oh, that's right. Deathstroke. That's right. I wish Deathstroke wasn't tied in with Lex Luthor so much. I just, I want the Batman movie because that's who, you know, Deathstroke is going to be the villain in the, in the Batman that they're making. And, right. uh, I just wish he was less connected to Lex Luthor because I think, I think they're going to muddy the waters now when this Batman movie comes out, it's going to be less about him you know being the greatest detective and on all this stuff and it's gonna be more like justice league and like these other movies so that bummed me out a little bit yeah well, although the, matt reeves is gonna crush it oh yeah just, i'm excited for that he's gonna crush it yeah and you have to think too like this is a different universe than the nolan verse the Burton films and definitely the schumacher stuff so i love that we're getting this more science fiction-y fantasy side of the dc universe rather than just the full-on detective thing you know what i mean nolan was grounded real you know for the most part real world kind of stuff and i love that we're diving a little bit more into the fantasy it just i don't know i I enjoy that stuff too so i I like the idea of spinoffs that aren't connected to the main canon i guess films the problem is though as you as you overlap with characters and actors, it's going to get really confusing and kind of muddy. I agree with Daniel that I almost wish if they were going to do it, they'd take the star Wars approach and just break off and do stories in the universe, but not have the overlap. Otherwise it's going to get, could get a little muddy. That's why the, you, that's why one in wonder woman, it, it barely does that. It only has, it has a, a kind of an opening thing and an ending thing in present day. And those are the weakest parts of the whole movie. The, the, the part that's great has nothing to do with the rest of the justice league. Yeah. You're listening to the screeners podcast. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Screeners Podcast. Again, we'd like to hear from you. So join us on Facebook, on Twitter, and we will do our best to respond back to you. Next time we get together, we're going to talk about Pixar's Coco. See you guys soon. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the Screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.